0: Hey Geekscapists, welcome to a brand new Geekscape. I'm sitting here with a buddy of mine, Ward Roberts, and you may have seen me talking about it on the website. I think I recommended it to a couple of you, especially uh, Pure Evil Matt. I said, man, I just saw this movie that you're going to love. And the movie's called Dust Up. I think it's on v o d right now, so no matter where you guys live, if you get a chance to buy v o d VOD movies you'll be you'll be able to see this movie right like it's it's available v o d
1: yeah, it's pretty much v o d everywhere sort of the iTunes amazon voodoo youtube oh
0: so you can watch this movie
1: yeah, and then on the thirteenth it's dropping in demand, so that's comcast time warner brighthouse Cox
0: okay, so right now you can pretty much get it everywhere and if and for that fraction of individuals who can't get it there uh, on November 15th, you said? 13th. 13th? On November 13th, you can end up getting dust up uh, from all the additional places, like on cable. Um, and I liked the movie. And, and here's the thing. I, you guys remember when I was talking to uh, Kieran Foy about his movie Citadel. Uh, I was sitting there with the Pierre girl, Karen, who we, we love, and she said, um, hey, I have this other movie, Dust Up, and I, I don't know, maybe you'll be into it. And she showed me the trailer, and the trailer just looked like fucking insanity. It's a group of individuals out in, like, the Salton Sea, like, on, like on the vestiges of, like, like, society. They're just, like, you know, it's like the fucking road warrior out in the Salton Sea. At least the way you guys portrayed it. And um, here are these people living on the outskirts of society. And it's got this grindhouse style to it, which I loved from the trailer. It just looked like a grindhouse movie. And whether or not that was from necessity or design, it just has that attitude. And you have a lot of, you have a very loud eye. You get that? I mean, you get that a lot, like the loud eye, like where you throw throw the camera down, is a very light, like loud stylistic place. What do you think?
1: I have not heard it phrased like this.
0: How do you hear it say? You're dumb, dumbass. Like, <laughs> how do you
1: hear it say? No, just that that it's it's, uh, it's it's striking. It's bold. It's trying to it's it's trying to be a picture that you would either want to put onto your wall, you know, with the colors yeah, and the yeah. framing. Or if it's something that's not static, it's something that is very visceral and, and wants to get you caught it, up in the it's action. It's got a
0: pulpy – I mean it has a pulpy comic book style to it, but it is a crime-ish – it's kind of like a crime movie. You know, How would you describe the movie? Cause, because I think with all its twists and turns, I'm probably the least qualified to do it in this conversation.
1: I'll tell you. I'm still struggling to give a good synopsis or logline. <laughs> well, you you wrote it. <laughs> I know that's the thing. I and and it's, you know, it does it has a thriller premise. It's I wanted to do Straw Dogs, but funny. Yes. You know, and it is it's a very funny movie, yeah. like middle of the nowhere uh, desert setting instead of the English countryside. And there's you know a deadbeat husband who's in trouble with a drug lord, and we have a one-eyed handyman hero who shows up on the scene like a, a western hero of old to save the day. Mm-hmm. And you know, and it's it's the grindhouse is definitely there and an inspiration, but really what I wanted to do was make a western in disguise. Yeah. And now we have Django Unchained coming out and Lone Ranger coming out. So it's it's a part of this cultural zeitgeist, fortunately, that we're riding in on the wave of. But a couple of years back as we were putting it together, it was like how can we make a Western that is exciting
0: and relevant to today's audience? Mm-hmm. In, um, so the movie, for you Buffy fans, it has Amber Benson in it. and She's the, she's a love interest, but what I thought was really interesting in the movie is that um, – she's the love interest, but she's married and has a kid when you introduce her, so she's almost immediately unattainable. And then uh, you introduce the other love interest, who's this sort of man with no name, kind of, you kind of based him on the man with no name kind of guy, who's who's silent, maybe he's got a, a history, you see in the movie, he does, and he's got one eye, and he's the handyman who comes in, and when when there's a problem with her husband, he takes it upon himself to help out like his her husband falls into some problems with the with the local gangster and he says okay i'll 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 help you fix the problem and and i'll get your husband clear of this and then they all get mixed up in the in the bit and and this actor aaron gaffey where'd you find this guy he's really great
1: aaron gaffey came to us in the first feature we ever did and when i say we I mean, this collective you and your group
0: of buddies. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. We all uh, the core of us came out from Indiana together and we've been making films ever since. And Gaffy came into the fold on the very first film called Joshua written, directed by Travis Betts, who <laughs> plays Herman in Dust Up. And I was, if you will, the protagonist in Joshua. And oh, we, we needed... got to see that. Yeah, you, you do. It'll mess you up. It, it, it haunts people permanently. And Aaron Gaffey came into our lives auditioning for that film, and he ended up playing the antagonist. Uh, just a creepy, creepy bastard. I can see him doing that. Oh, so creepy! And then we we learn he's a wonderful human being. He's an extremely versatile actor. He was also involved with Low Travis's mm-hmm. uh, next film that I was in. That has attained a nice cult status, and Gaffey has a supporting role in that as the waiter. But one fan of that film has actually tattooed him onto their body the here,
0: as really?
1: the waiter. So even in small doses, people really respond to Aaron. And for me, I was just like, I, I wanted him to be my man with no name. He's your athlete.
0: Uh, he, he's your Affleck to Kevin Smith. He's your Affleck. Yeah, Remember, like in Mallrats, like he cast Kevin yeah, Affleck as, a, as, the, as like the the dick, and then all of a sudden he was like, "Yeah, but Affleck's such a nice guy. I'm going to cast him as a lead from now on."
1: Yeah, yeah, no, that, it's okay that, to
0: have an Affleck, man. We all we all have Afflecks in our lives, even though we don't know it. Yeah,
1: it, <laughs> who's it, it, your Affleck? I, I will say I'm very proud to have Aaron Gaffey as my as my Affleck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd never heard of him, I'd never seen him, um, and he comes on the screen, and I'm like. Wow, this dude. This I mean, he's a presence, you Well, know?
1: well and it's just like this, you know. This and he wild he has to be
0: because of the way you're using your camera, dog. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I say dog facetiously, <laughs> but again, we go back to the the kind of bold style of that camera. It's like a comic book. It's like a pulp pulp novel. Like boom, boom.
1: Well, and and I think you know, to me too, I also thought he's he's in this realm of all these. Over the top, crazy characters.
0: Yes, the story's
1: also loud, <laughs> and he's so stoic. And and not only does he have few lines and and relatively, you know, few actions, he's only got one eyeball too. He's yeah. got half the number of eyes as the rest of the cast. Yeah. So for him to hold his own and not just get lost in all that loudness is just that much more of a, a, a testament to how strong he is. How he channels what's going on inside in in. Very economic way, so I'm I'm glad I'm glad you got that. People have really been responding well to him, and I'm I'm glad because he's the, about the least flashy character.
0: And you guys have like shorthand now from having worked so many years. It's just like hanging with your friends.
1: It is, and and having written that role for him, or or Devin who plays Mo, or Travis mm-hmm. for Herman, writing all these roles for these guys. Again, that even eliminates that much more talking we need to do on the set. Like, very little direction went out to any of them. Was this
0: a tough shoot? Because you guys are out in the Salton Sea. There may not be a lot of resources out there. You know, it looks like a budget movie. And, you, I mean, not to say that it's a bad movie or, or anything like that. It, it's a movie that, when I when I saw the trailer, I was like, man, they shot this for not a lot. And they and they pretty much put everything on, in front of the screen. Like, you know the FP, that movie, the FP? Yes. Like, so Jason acted for me in a project, that project with my brother that I showed you still of. a... And Jason came to set, and he saw what we were shooting with, and he goes, "This is so much more equipment than we ever had on the FP, you know." And, and I and I feel like I feel like the FP is a good comparison because my audience really re- responded to the FP; they really loved the FP and kind of made it their own. And I think Dust Up is a similar deal. Like, if you guys thought the FP was fun, I, I think that you guys will have an equal reaction to this one. It is more sexually charged and kind of more fucked up than the FP, as as bold as the FP is towards like their their old school like, you know, um, Streets of Fire love letter, this is more like, it's, you're fucked up, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're fucked up. What, they eat a dude. And, I mean, there's a cannibalistic scene. There's a bad guy who is sexually turned on by violence. To the point of whether or not you want to spoil that
1: one. Yeah, we could say, you know, sort of spoiler alert and then just go nuts and talk about everything.
0: Yeah, because... spoiler alert right now. I'll just get right to it. This movie has the most fucked up jizz blast I've ever seen. <laughs> not, not that I'm a connoisseur of, of guys qu- skeeting on film. But <laughs> I want to yeah, quote you on that. Yeah, put that on the DVD cover. The most fucked up jizz blast I've ever seen on film. I'm yep. watching this guy. The bad guy is choking out a cop. Uh, is it the, it's the cop. Yeah, yeah he's mm-hmm. murdering the, the police officer, the local Correct. police officer, and as he's choking him to death. He's getting excited, and I was like, okay, like that's his thing. And Ward's not going to go all the way with this. And then as he fucking chokes the guy, as the dude's life leaves him, this blast of mayo lands <laughs> on the dude's face, and I'm like, get the fuck! Like I literally am sitting here watching it. Where you, I'm, I'm where you're sitting right now. I'm watching it on my TV. And when that thing goes, I go, ah, oh, fuck, for real. <laughs> That should be the quote you use, ah, fuck, for real.
1: <laughs> well, I have to give credit to the actor Ezra Buzzington, who played Hagler, because I sent him the script, and, and it you was in know, there. and I was like, it, well, that, that method of departure was in there. You dying th- get finished on. There was no reference to finishing on, and I had not intended that. <laughs> I thought the masturbation while crushing his throat was enough. <laughs> I thought that was far enough. And I send it to Ezra. I hear he's down without landish crazy roles. He says yes, like two hours later. He goes, oh, by the way, I think you should have him jizz on my face. I'm like, ha, ha, ha. This guy's just showing me he's yeah, down.
0: Yeah. I'm down. Uh, but I didn't really mean that. No, he meant it.
1: Didn't think about it again till he comes out. He's on set with this for one day in the middle of nowhere. And it was, we were in Joshua Tree, yeah, not yeah, the yeah. Salton Sea. And it was even 45 was it place, minutes. It takes
0: place in the Salton Sea or Joshua Tree?
1: Well, nowhere. Which is kind of not script, but yeah. we set it, like we shot it in and around Joshua Tree. And so he comes out there, like 45 minutes from this tiny town of Joshua Tree, really in the middle of nowhere, and he's like, hey, you gonna jizz on my face? (laughs) And I was like... Oh, you, you were serious about that? He goes, yeah. You want people to talk about your film? Yeah, and that's what we're talking about. We're talking about it. And I was like, yeah. He's like, yeah. the is on my face. Yeah. And I was like, all right, well, let's let's shoot it both ways. He's like, you're not going to do it. You're not. You're going to shoot it both ways. I know what that means. You're not yeah. going to use it. And I'm like, no, I, I probably Did will. Did you shoot it both ways? We shot it both ways. And you used it. And, and yeah, I never cut it without. Um, But it was nice to know it was there in my mind because I'm like, whoa, could that really, really marginalize? What if it gets us
0: to 17? yeah, Yeah, Yeah,
1: what if it just totally marginalizes us to the point where there's so many other hopefully good things going on with the movie and this one thing. Oh,
0: I'm sorry I talked about it. (laughs) <laughs> no,
1: yeah. no, and 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 so I think it's the best of both worlds because we have this incredible distribution. Yeah. You know, over a hundred million homes are going to be able to just like turn on their See, TV. See, Jonathan
0: London's most fucked up jizz blast. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. and so I will, so make, now it, I will the, make it a top five on Geekscape.net. Oh, top excellent. five jizz blast and cinema. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. I don't. Know. I, don't I don't know what the other what, ones would be.
1: chillerama has got a good ones. Oh, does one. it does. It does. Uh, and then what was the. Um, what was it? The, the happy hap, uh, happy endings. What was I don't the top? Todd, Todd Solden's one.
0: I'm sure. I'm sure. Like most of the Todd Solon's movies have one. Well, I know yeah. happiness. Yeah, happiness. Happiness. Is, that's where what he does know. on the wall. That's, yeah, yeah. The oh, yeah and the dog. And then
1: the dog kisses. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's not a bad. One. I guess I could make a top five list. Oh yeah, I'll all help I know. You. Is I'm writing Gay by Dawn, and it, like a few months ago, I'm writing Gay by Dawn. I was like, Nah, I, I can't put that. I mean, in all honesty, like I, I cut it for budget, but I, I always wanted it in the film. There was a sequence where they had to wade through a swamp, and and it turns out to be a a, a jizz swamp. (laughs) And I cut it for budget. Like I was like, "Oh my god!" It it became more of a cabin movie Uh just for budget. I was like, "Okay, let's keep it all in the cabin." Um, But in the sequel, uh, twenty-eight days later, there will. I was like, I was like, it will start with them wading through a swamp that turns into a jizz swamp. There will be a jizz swamp in there, but uh, but the the question of whether or not how much jizz can you put in a movie without getting NC seventeen. What are you? Are you guys not rated? Or We're not rated. Not, We're no, not rated. So no. fuck it. Fuck it. That's crazy. And it seems like it seems like you guys kind of have a fuck it attitude when you guys are making this. Like like whatever gets it done. You know what I mean? Like fuck it.
1: Go for it. Go like, for it. Everybody just went for it in the whole cast and crew, and and that's you know to me it was like let's just have people entertained from the opening titles to the closing freeze frame and. Mm. You know, if at any point while shooting, while editing, something
0: seems to drag or be boring, let's yank it. Let's get it out of there. Yeah, I mean, the, the, that whole attitude, like, really, con- is conveyed in the movie. Like, it, it runs with an energy. You know, sometimes you see an indie movie and they don't get the pacing. Da 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 The pacing of this is just kind of breakneck the whole time. And even when, it, and I got to tell you, even the scene where it's kind of that love romantic scene at the table. Uh, Which you guys will see because you'll see the movie. I was like, oh, there's there's so much going on here, because the mystery of his eye and his past. That I'm like, okay, well, even the quiet scenes seem to have a bit of an energy to them. And I think that's a testament to to because you get worn out. Like I I was worn out by by movies like Shoot 'Em Up, you know, where it's just like it's like just nonstop energy. Non stop breakneck, but it doesn't have any grounding moments.
1: Some of the most boring movies are action movies. Yeah. Because you you, you, you know, maybe you don't get a chance to breathe, so you get worn out, but more importantly, there's nothing going on with the characters and the relationships. Mm-hmm. So being entertaining isn't just about, you know, moving the camera around in a shaky fashion while somebody runs or punches, it's that there's constantly new information being revealed or or something revealed about the characters or their relationships. So and I think the actors were so sincere. In every moment, they just really went there. They never went for the laugh, or they never just sort of phoned in a scene. And that they was getting their character. No, they they yeah. were totally, totally committed. And I think that since they believe, the audience believes. And ninety minutes later, you were like, "That
0: wh- where was I? Where mm-hmm. did I just go?" So beyond the the people that you knew from like this troop that you this this group of friends, uh, how do you get somebody like an Amber Benson involved?
1: Amber was the only one we auditioned for. We basically put down a breakdown. We had one day of casting. We probably saw 20 20 different ladies. And she crushed it. She came into the room. And she was beautiful and sweet. And especially the scene where she realizes they left the baby behind. Yes. And just has to break your heart. You know, because there are, there's these certain scenes and moments through the movie where we're really taking a gamble with the tone. Be like, will people watch something that gets this ridiculous but then tries to be this serious? Will they, will they laugh that much and kind of have their heart break with us that much? And Amber just broke my heart in the audition and... And we were like, hey, we know you've worked on some really big stuff, and this is down and dirty. Are you mm-hmm. down? And she's like, I'm down.
0: When do you jizz on my face? Wait, what?
1: No, <laughs> hey, hey, this can't
0: become a thing, all right,
1: guys? All right? One actor only, please. In the editing process, she was one of the loudest proponents of, of retaining the jizz. <laughs> she, she, is, she is pro-jizz. Was it
0: tough telling Jennifer Aniston that she didn't get the role?
1: Well, you know Jennifer is a sweetheart. We'll find something to work on, but you know she just she just wasn't
0: right. But I heard uh, I heard Jessica Lope, uh, I heard Lopez did not take it well.
1: No, Jennifer well, Lopez did not take it well. Yeah, that's I don't think we'll find something to work on together. It's, uh, <laughs> some bridges just have to be burned.
0: <laughs> so this movie, uh, what's been the reaction? I mean, you know my reaction. I'm I'm a fan of the movie. And, I want the Geekscapers to watch it. What's been your reaction to it?
1: Well, it's it was interesting you brought up the FP because Tim League watched this film a while back yeah. and he compared it to the, FB, the FP, which is a film he distributed. My
0: first movie that I made in college, uh, we we rented out the original, it's not there anymore, the Alamo Draft House that was on Colorado because mm-hmm. I'm from Austin. And, oh, badass. And so we rented that out and my dad, let, we played our movie and oh. it was awful. And I told to, to Tim League and he was like, oh my God, I can't I can't even believe that, but yeah, that, that whole Austin awesome mindset, I think, loves this kind of movie.
1: Well, But Tim even said, he's like, you have something that really reminds me of the FP. He's like, I love it. I love this movie. He was like, but it's going to be divisive. People yes. are going to hate it, too. And I was like, well, that's kind of by design you know yeah. and not that you you want people to to hate something you do but you want them to have a strong reaction you want to affect them you don't want them to feel someone like eh, in the middle that's the worst that's the worst you don't that's, you don't
0: remember a movie walking out of it and it didn't give you any sentiment that is the worst
1: that's that's death so um that was the intention tim was one of the first people to prophesize that is indeed how it was going to be received. And, you know, so far, like, going to these screenings, he had us come down to the draft house a couple of weeks ago, and uh, the screenings we've done here are different parts of the country, and now we're starting to get some of the VOD, some of the digital response, too, and it's, like, people love the movie. They love it, and they go down the list, and they talk about everything they love that you wanted them to love. And it couldn't be more satisfying because we've spent three years mm-hmm. trying to give people ninety minutes, and and that's it. Like our three years, if we give you ninety minutes, success. And so we've had a lot of reinforcement that that was the case. Now there have been a few negative reviews. <laughs> okay. I will say a lot more positive reviews. Right. I thought it would be a lot more split, but at this point,
0: Are you disappointed?
1: Um, no, I'm not because <laughs> because you do you do. The people, the audience that it was intended for, you're hoping those are the ones who are going to review it and tell the rest of the audience it's intended for. Um, So, but that being said, it's kind of like again, people are compelled to talk about it. That that ain't it cool, loved it is great because that's the audience. We're going for the reviewers and who they talk to and and who reads their columns now the New York Times reviewed it oh, they shit. did not love it <laughs> but of course you don't expect them to but what that does is now it makes it a relevant film now okay the New York Times paid attention to it so hopefully a lot of other people will too and there we're just playing with house money because yes. I never expected it to get to that level um, you're right you are just playing with house money at that point yeah if they had loved it now who knows like yeah. how crazy things it could have gotten on the,
0: on the, it sprinkles yeah so and sprinkles on the cupcake like cupcake's already nice you just added a couple of sprinkles but you're right it's okay without sprinkles
1: it is it is and i think what what's what will be interesting is quite a few people have watched it already a second or third time somebody who saw it at kamikaze came to see it at the la premiere and one one gentleman who uh saw it on vod a couple times he came to indiana and saw it in three different cities wow. so it's already like these devout is a cool
0: crowd movie yeah, I feel bad that I like I watched it on the DVD, man.
1: I you know, if I could get everybody in America to see it at midnight with a good strong buzz and 12 of their loudest friends around them, it is that type of film. And unfortunately, we don't live in the age where that's that's, you know, I'm not even going to say that because we've been working with this company called Tug out of yeah, Austin. Yeah, we've
0: done two Tug screenings.
1: And that's how we've done a We book. did
0: an FP and we did the
1: Sinister one. We
0: sold out the Sinister one twice.
1: Yeah, we so we do a dust up. I would love to. I would love to. Like the one we did in LA on the 28th was Tug, and we sold that out. And and it's just a way that to me. 28th of October. 28th of September.
0: I was about to say, Karen, why didn't you invite me? Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, we, right, Ka- right, right. we brought Karen on two days before that. You son of. A and man. so we were just. She had another screening that right. night. Um, but you know, we've already talked to a couple people here about doing
0: another midnight one. And you or, guys know what Tug is like. Tug, Tug, you. you It's like Kickstarter. You organize a screening, and if you can sell a certain number of tickets by a certain date, the screening happens. And you get to see it with all your jerk friends (laughs) yelling at the screen.
1: And And to me, wanting to keep the theatrical alive, the theatrical experience of Dust Up alive, indefinitely, you know, infinitely, I should say, is that from now on, we have this relationship with Tug. We're on there for good. We're in the system that one person sees it in you know, let's say Wisconsin and in Madison, great college town, rowdy folks want to watch a fun film like this, get a bunch of your friends out on a Thursday night at 10 o'clock or midnight, uh, you know, and, and you can have that experience. Two years from now. Yeah. So for me, it's, it's like, however people are going to find this and come to it, I hope some of these super fans that are already starting to pop up will take it upon themselves to organize a screening at a college or in a cool town that has an art house, hit Tug Up, and say, hey, let's do this here so it's not just experienced in the vacuum of somebody's living room where you're the only right. voice
0: laughing. Now, has any of them actually scared you with their intensity? Have you ever been like, oh, like, come on, man, don't leave the room. Like, I can't be in the room with this guy. Hold on. Have you had anybody who's just be, like too intense?
1: Uh, I no, actually not. You're in that situation now, by the way. Right? Yeah, you no, know, I'm feeling it now. This is the first time. Uh, I told a couple of people where I was, so if I'm not home in like
0: an hour and a half, it'll be too know, late by then.
1: Yeah, it'll be too late, but at least you'll pay for your crime. <laughs> they'll show up just in time to
0: find the machete. So, so. It's got to be flattering. Now, what's the worst? Now, tell me the worst when somebody just hated the movie and came at you. What's the worst you've heard? The worst. Well, because I got it. I got it from the truss when they were talking about FP. They were talking about their screening in Austin during South by Southwest when people were just revolting on the on the reactions.
1: Um, you know, there's been two specific Facebook postings. One, somebody who walked out of the Boston screening, and one who I don't know how she saw it, but she came to our main Facebook page and just went on a rant. And we say those are the worst, but, like, th- they're yeah. delightful, and yeah. I liked both of those comments. What so, were they? Oh, you guys shot a movie out in the desert, so you think you're artistic. The fun. I, and I can't really, you know, that I does not even make sense. It—that's it, what I'm saying. I guess I haven't gotten the one yet. That's—that's. That's, I want to kill you, right? Yeah. Well, just, just <laughs> you ruined the, my
0: life. This is the worst
1: thing I've ever seen. Da, 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 da. That was the sentiment of yeah. both of those Our postings.
0: Life. The worst thing you've ever seen. Man, those uh, people haven't seen a whole lot. (laughs) Yeah, that may be true. How is this the worst thing they've ever seen?
1: Um, Well, there's just nice to be them. I I think, especially probably, they saw it before. There, you could Google it and see some of the elements. Mm -hmm. They're coming to see Amber Benson, you know, or or somebody, somebody, you know, they are not used to. Uh, the world we introduce them to, they aren't usually watching movies like this. So when it's suddenly, they find themselves watching it and the first half an hour maybe kind of lulls you into it a little Mm -hmm. bit too that uh, it, it upsets them. But, but you know, I'd, I'd have to say even those, those were like, yeah, well, that's the kind of stuff that I can take a sentence from that and slap it somewhere on the website because it's so incendiary that, that it's that. So somebody has to say this. Yeah, yeah. And that our fans and people who love the movie will be enticed by saying how strongly somebody reacted against it. Even, even... Even the, the the couple of bad reviews we 've gotten have said things like skillfully crafted yeah. and that 's where the fun ended, at least for me <laughs> yeah. you know that 's like what the the village voice said, and the guy was acknowledging as he was reviewing it that once we started getting extreme, it was just too much for him, mm-hmm. but at least he was still saying, "This is my take on it right. and when you talk about cannibalism. Or these other oh, exciting this, yeah. elements, it's still letting the his readers know but if you like this stuff, check it out.
0: <laughs> if you're a sick bastard who yeah. might like this stuff, go for it.
1: We know there's and, and for me I always said dust up, it's not for everybody. But it's for a lot of people. Because there's a lot of fucked up people like you and I. And thanks to stuff like your podcast, your <laughs> website, and the other ones out there, we all can find each other
0: now. Yes, I mean, I can name, uh, the, I mean, the vocal members of, of the Geekscapists, I mean, Frank Sanders and Pure Evil Matt, like, you guys are out there. I think immediately, I mean, Frank, I think, I mean, Frank I know has a Geekscape tattoo. He might have an FP tattoo. And he, uh, I mean, he's one of the people who just... He loves the trusts. Like they called him on his birthday, and he just loves them. So, Frank, this is a movie you got to VOD, and uh, and same thing with you, Matt. Like you got you got to look up this movie, and you know you're the first person I told you who who this movie is for. I mean, and invite some friends over, and invite some friends over, and get a buzz on before you. I mean, maybe maybe you're on Geekscape because friends aren't really an option. But um, (laughs) we're friends with each other. You know what? Put us on Skype while you're watching the movie. We'll all hit play together. All right. I I mean, how's that, guys? We, we I mean, we we're geeks. We're we, you know, we can we can do this, all right? We're industrious. We can figure out a way to be alone together. <laughs> uh, th- I mean, honestly, uh Dust Up is great. It's available on the 13th of November on cable, but right now you can find it on iTunes, VOD, mm-hmm. what else we got?
1: Yeah, Amazon, Amazon. Vudu, it's already What's on Voodoo? Dish. Good question. It's another one of these platforms. You have PlayStation
0: Three. Oh, it's on PSN? Yeah. Oh, that's easy. How yeah. about Xbox?
1: Um, I'm not sure about
0: Xbox. I, I have heard that. I think the Wii, it's like, there's too many kids. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it was like, no, no, no. <laughs> Daddy, somebody was choking another man. <laughs> and then, and he, then he popped the, uh, some toothpaste on him. What happened?
1: Mm, let's talk about it when you're in college. Son. Daddy,
0: this is nothing like the
1: Mario game. <laughs> yeah, it is. You know, we think some of these bigger providers... Mm, accepted the film and are putting it out into America's living rooms without having watched it. I have learned through this process it is something where one people recommend it to another people and those people put it out for tens of millions of people to see without watching the has whole thing. Has anybody
0: rescinded the offer? Has anybody been like, "Hey, uh, well, it turns out it's only going to be a limited time.
1: Uh. No. Nope. And I'm holding my breath a little bit until November <laughs> 13th. And if, if uh, November 14th comes and, and none of that's come through, then we'll really feel like we pulled, we pulled
0: one off. Uh, the movie's called Dust Up. Ward has been awesome enough to sit here on Geekscape. Ward, where can we find out more about the movie, like a website? Dustupfilm.com
1: uh, dustupfilm.com it has everything you need right there if you're just really against movies own websites then you can find us at dustupfilm on facebook at dustupfilm on twitter
0: and how about yourself
1: i'm ward roberts both twitter and facebook Isn't that tight it's like tight. I've, got
0: the, I've got the facebook i've got the twitter the website got to get in there like, early you got to get there yeah you know, we got we got pretty common. I mean, my name's pretty common. Like people are like, "Hey, man, I'll trade you my Instagram, Jonathan Lennon, for Twitter." <laughs> I'm like, "Shut up." What's oh it yeah, about
1: now? dust up dust up films on Instagram too. What do you I, do there? I almost forgot. Take some more messed up pictures. <laughs> you messed up mine. <laughs> well, we'll probably have to start doing that. Now we we have a lot of fun pictures from the the tour we just did down mm-hmm. at like the Draft House, and we were in New York at the Rerun Theater. We actually are still this week playing in Brooklyn at the Rerun oh, Theater. Cool. If you haven't been swept away, oh, geez. you can come out and see the film in in the movie theater setting, and they have a bar right there in the movie theater. It's it's a great venue. So,
0: wait, I got a question. How come Tim Lee didn't put your movie out? How come Magnolia put your movie out?
1: Um, well, you know what? It was uh, we we talked to Magnet, and uh, frankly, there was I think a bit of a backlash against Grindhouse, and uh, so I think that was giving them pause. And around the same time, I started talking to Gravitas, who is, in my mind, the number one digital distributor in North America. Gravitas. Gravitas Ventures. They have done yeah. a phenomenal job putting this film out. Mia Bruno came to a screening at the Silent Movie Theater through yeah. CineFamily and has championed the film ever since. And I am madly in love with Gravitas Ventures. And Tim Tim actually didn't see it until after that deal was done. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. And he has been super supportive and kind. And he introduced Magnus
0: movie. That's great.
1: Uh, What's that? Even though it's a it's a
0: magnet movie, that's awesome. It's not a magnet movie.
1: Who, no, who, no, no. Who's no, no. putting it out? Gravitas Gravitas mentions.
0: is putting it out on everything.
1: They're doing everything wow. digital, and it's a split right, so then all the theatrical stuff we've been doing with Tug, and a few individual ones it's on all our
0: Gravitas.
1: Uh, Gravitas, everything huh. digital we've been talking about, then Breaking Glass is somebody they introduced us to as a splits rights deal. Perfect. And so, Breaking Glass is out of Philadelphia. They're doing a wonderful job there. Um, uh, with this uh, publicity, especially since the DVD hasn't actually dropped. And who's
0: going to do the DVD Blu-ray? Tell, talk about the geeks. Uh,
1: well, Breaking Glass is is the DVD slash mm-hmm. hopefully Blu-ray and television, like the non right. non uh, pay-per-view. Um, yeah, so it, I myself personally would love for there to be a dust-up Blu-ray. They have not given me a conclusive answer yet. We so, hey... with
0: the, the non-jizz version? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I, We have so version.
1: many bonus... We have yeah. so many bonus features. And I know that everybody who's already falling in love with it digitally is going to go after that DVD. But at the same time, I'm like, guys, you know, a lot of these, you know, Geekscape listeners and the hardcore cinephiles who are really going to be into dust-up, they're going to want the Blu-ray. Yes. And, you know, we have so many extra features... Uh, there's enough there's enough to go around and even add more to the blu-ray mm-hmm. and stuff like that but um but you know blu-ray is is a tough beast and really that whole end of it is is uh you know a world i'm just starting to learn about and i think breaking glass has been doing it for a long time and very well and is i a date november 13th
0: november, the, on, the, on the DVD too.
1: yeah so the dvd and oh. the in demand drop on the same day And uh, see who wins that way. Yeah, and I think for those who who are just stuck to the couch, you know, and you have you have Comcast or or Time Warner, that's your fix. But you know, once you watch it that way and you fall madly in love with it, then you'll be a DVD. There extras on the DVD. 80 minutes worth oh Jesus yes there are extras yeah it's good stuff and that doesn't include obviously the audio commentary but that's just Travis Betts who plays Herman and he directed Lowe and Joshua and he's got a new film coming out called The Dead Inside Mm -hmm. later this month too Uh, he basically shot all amazing behind the scenes footage that I got to whittle down to 35 minutes of pure (laughs) entertainment and that's just one one of the things on the dvd
0: Cool. So, guys, that, that dates November thirteenth. You can get it on demand, or on on, in, it, on, on the, demand. VOD. What's the difference? Video on demand.
1: It's it's video it's, on demand. There's video on demand, that's which is now. basically that's now. That's everything. That's now. Yes. And then in demand is what? the conglomerate that represents the four providers. Right. That we've the Cox, uh, Bright House, Comcast, and Time Warner. That's in demand. It's a very specific. That's proper, November thirteenth.
0: Yes. They gotta change their name. It's so it's so confusing. They gotta confusing. change their name. It's so confusing. They gotta change their name. I agree. What would you, I mean, they gotta call it something. Because it sounds like on demand. Get it now. I mean you you guys understand, like like I know you guys are are, are on the coasts and you guys have these, these media conglomerates, but people in the south, like where I'm from, you're from Indiana? Correct. Like, on demand and In demand, they sound pretty much the fucking same. You guys gotta change your name. For us specifically, <laughs> you
1: can go to the DustUpFilm.com website and it will list every provider throughout the country and that. in Canada because we have like 100 carriers, but oh, you, you only have time to mention. Gravitas
0: like, is awesome.
1: Oh, That's are, awesome. 100. I'm telling you, they killed it. They killed it for
0: this yeah, film. This is a scorched earth approach. <laughs> yes. That is awesome. And then, of course, if you guys want the DVD that's from Breaking Glass in Philly, and that'll, all the information will be over on the website. Um, follow this guy on Twitter. Become a, uh, a dust-up fan on, on Facebook and Twitter. And, uh, dude, Lord, thanks for coming on the show and talking about the movie. My it's pleasure. Awesome. Thanks my, for making the
1: movie. Hey, that was also my pleasure. <laughs> Mostly.